Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Moving Into the Future. Today, we are joined by Millie Ristick of Miller Coaching. Millie is a leadership and mindset coach specializing in mindset. And uh, I'm excited to have her on today because I've known Millie for a while, and she's very impressive with the way she carries herself and goes about her business. And um, that hasn't always been the case. She's developed into quite the leadership coach and trainer, and she's helped me myself. So I'm excited to have her on today. Millie, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me here today. This is awesome. I yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. No, it's my pleasure, and it's a lot of fun. I'm excited to uh, you know, tell your story to our, to our listeners because it's, it's an interesting story. And like I said, you've, you've come a long way. Um, so, you know, wh wh why don't you tell us, you know, uh, you've been in the States for about 10 years now and have, have done a couple of different things. And there was a time where you were impacted by mindset coaching and training. And, uh, you know, that's propelled you to, to where you are now. That is right. Yes. So I come from a very small country. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming from, from uh, Serbia, as you can notice my um, maybe uh, accent. Um, and um, funny fact about Serbia that I want to say is that Serbia is the smaller size than South Carolina, but <laughs> um, and uh, it's uh, it's I've been creating my my life since I was a little girl, I would say, and coming from Serbia to U.S. was a huge, huge transformation and, and change for myself, um, and they. There are lots of um, different situations that happened in my life that actually made me become a, a mindset coach. I did the mindset coaching unofficially for so many years, uh, you know, helping my coworkers and, and colleagues and friends and everybody. Uh, and then 2018, I, I realized I was working in a commercial real estate industry for interior design firm. I was burned out. And um, I listened to my intuition that there is a bigger meaning in life than just uh, running a hamster wheel <laughs> and, um, and being on autopilot all the time. And I ran into the um, uh, website of my coach, uh, Bob Proctor. He died recently, but he was an amazing human being, working 16 years in, in human potential. Um, and then I decided to go to his seminar live in LA, and when I went there, I was seven days there. I I, I was crying <laughs> because <laughs> he was saying everything that um, I realized who I was and why I was uh, not afraid of change, and and like I realized all my journey, why I'm here, where I'm at, even today, and and back then, and how I did it, like using my mind, creating my life instead of living by default, like living, uh, you know, under like uh, what society tells you, what circum circumstances right. are. Um, and I decided that, I, that I, I want to help everyone, as, as many people as I can and, and organizations to, to um, really create their lives, the create the circumstances and results instead of being only reactive and... and living just like that, you know, just tiptoeing to, to right. end of life. Yeah, because you see it so often. I mean, people get so caught up. You mentioned it on the hamster wheel and just the rat race of life. And there's so many different ways people get get lost in, in just this level of normalcy and what they believe is safety. Um, 
you know, whether that be professionally or personally, um, they, they're made to believe that this is how it's done. This is how you have to do it. This is what's quote unquote normal. And, uh, you know, everybody's different and everybody has a different path and a different journey and and are inspired by different things. You know, you mentioned you wanted to help others and very much the same way. You know, I I try my best always, always to help others, but as far as when you were at that seminar, you mm-hmm. know, what was one of the most impactful things that, that you learned that, that you really took? Because you mentioned you were hearing all of the things you needed to hear. Or it, was, it was very reassuring in the sense of you knew you had this potential inside you, That's right. but you just never had anybody put it in such a way mm-hmm. where you believed you could, you could do it. So, you know, what was it that you were hearing there? And again, just so I'm hearing this correctly, it's Proctor Gallagher training, correct? Right, Proctor Gallagher Institute. Institute, yeah. yeah. Bob okay. Proctor uh, was my mentor and my Bob coach. Proctor? Bob Proctor. Bob, mm-hmm. yeah, he okay. Was, he was in the movie The Secret. I'm sure oh, you, really? You, you know. Yeah, I've he seen wrote that. The book. Yeah. Not to get too far off track, but when I saw The Secret, uh, I was like just out of college. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I remember... I was I was in Cortland, New York, upstate New York, and I stumbled on this documentary, The Se- Secret, and that had the similar effect on me where I was talking about mm-hmm. the law of attraction and the energy mm-hmm. that you put out. You, that's what you get in. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. And um, it was very impactful for me. A year later, I ended up moving down here, and my life began. And uh, between that and a couple other books I read, it like really shaped the, the, the young adult I became into adulthood. And I still, you know, I'm a firm believer in it all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I've, it's not even a believer. I know it to be true. Yeah, it um, is. Yeah, true. So like, <laughs> and it's very powerful. Right. So is that a lot of what he, what he spoke about there and stuff like that at that seminar in L.A.? That's right. Yeah. So, so you see, when I, I didn't have a nice childhood, I would say. Uh, my parents were divorced. I grew up with my father. And then I moved to a bigger city to finish university. So in my mind, I was always, I always had this um, positive pers- perspective um, for life, you know, I would always, okay, I recognize the situation, it's not good as, you know, right now, but in my mind, I always, okay, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna uh, work with Americans at some point of time, I don't know exactly when, but I'm gonna also travel, I'm gonna work in a corporate world, I'm gonna, you know, uh, be surrounded with this type of people, so this, everything what I wanted, everything happened, and I, and I cannot say that this were really um, I didn't know what I was doing. So I was unconscious competent. That's right. how we call it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, I mean, that, that was a cultural, I would say, shock, you know, coming and on my own, coming to America, not knowing anyone and not even speaking English very well. So, you know, it's quite a journey. <laughs> but uh, going back to that seminar, what was the most impressive to me is that most of the people, 97% of people, uh, live only on five senses, like only on what they can see, hear, smell, taste, and touch, like only what you can see, right. this physical the world. Physical, exactly, yeah. that's it, right? And what I learned there and what shook me up and I realized that uh, I was using, it's actually we have much more potential within us than we know of it, right? So what I was using, it was my imagination, uh, it was my intuition, right, going back uh, into my life and looking at, oh, wow, that's why I was always, you know, uh, kind of winning and, and also perception. I was always looking positive to things in my life and, and 
always thinking into results, not into problems. Okay, problems, yes, I know they're here, but w- what is the solution? What is what I can do now to solve this? I don't dwell on them for a long time or I don't live in a past like many people do. So, so these were the main things that I realized, okay, perception, that's one of our huge potential that we have, or we, we call it six higher faculties that we have. Six higher faculties? That we have within us and we don't use them. If you go back to, to Henry Ford, if you go um, Steve Jobs, also um, uh, uh, Carnegie, all of these successful people, Bezos too, uh, Bezos, he also uses these higher faculties. The most successful people, only 3% live on this. Uh, and I'll tell you what they are, right? So I mentioned imagination. But you need to know how to use it in a, in a proper way. It usually people use imagination to imagine negative situations right uh, our minds naturally go to negative negative situations oh this can happen or that can happen that's why i don't want to change up that's why i don't want to open my own company because your imagination goes always on a different way <laughs> so successful people they use it in different direction right so okay when i change my job this will happen and you create what you want to happen you don't think what could or what if happen, but what do you want to happen? So that's one thing, right? Imagination. Then we have intuition. We always have intuition and um, that gut feeling that tells us what to do or not to do, which steps to take or not to take, but we don't listen to it many times. And then we say, oh, my God, I should have I listened to my gut, <laughs> right? Right. So that is the second thing. The third thing is perception. As I said, um, you can always uh, look into past and, and bring past into the present moment and dwell on problems and, and that, but you can also switch <laughs> and and always look and see results. Like, what is that that I can do? What is the solution that I can, uh, who can help me or, you know, how I can get out of this? Right. Um, I remember, this is a story, <laughs> when I moved to New York from San Francisco, I came first to San Francisco, and I just had a, um, made a paper over there, didn't have a credit score or anything, so uh, my roommate was leaving. So the landlord didn't want to let me sign the lease because I don't have a credit history, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I was making cash at that time. And he told me, you need to leave this place in three days. <laughs> and I was like, w- in three days? Like, how am I going to... F-? And he said, if you don't find somebody who can sign the lease with the proper right income and all that, you know how it works in America. Yeah. I was like... Okay, I mean, in three days. So so I started looking for places and I didn't like anything what they were renting. And then I sat by myself in some coffee shop and I was thinking, okay, well, that's... I was only three months in New York back then. I was thinking, oh, okay, this is New York. This happens to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah, it does, right? So, so I made a decision right there and then I'm going to stay in this place, but I don't know how. I don't know how. I just knew I'm going to stay and magic worked out this thing so I, I met i met a friend who actually became guarantor for for me to Perfect. find the list for a year right yeah so so th- there is one example of how to use perception right for instance yeah and exactly and what it really comes down to is is the mindset so mm-hmm. humans by nature we were from our earliest stages were you know, built out of fear, we, we had to survive, you know, we, we had to find ways to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, things now 
are much easier for us. You know, we're not getting chased by wild animals. We know we're going to have food on our tables. Um, you know, we know we have shelter and roofs over our head and natural disasters aren't going to, you know, take us away or anything like that. Um, but because of that initial fear that's been created inside us from such an early state, that's right. it sticks with us forever. We are programmed. We, exactly. Mm. We are programmed mm -hmm. to, to live in fear. That's right. And now you see it so often with so many variables that create this fear for us um, that, that people get lost in it and they get trapped in that fear and, you know, a constant state of fear, you know, you see through the pandemic, like the way polarization really is what it is, you know, these different polarizing uh, things, whatever they may be, just are shoved in our face constantly. And then, the, you know, people are, are programmed to, to live in fear mm -hmm. of those things. And mm -hmm. what I'm interested to understand is how do you change that? You know, how do you change it in somebody who is constantly in fear of others or themselves or the unknown? You know, how do you change that mindset so that they can start thinking in a more positive manner? Because lucky for me, I don't deal with this. You know, I'm always, I'm always on the <laughs> green side of you the grass. You have a good programming right. system. Yeah, so, ex so, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The grass is always green on my side. So right. like, you know, I don't, uh, I don't necessarily succumb to it, but you know, as somebody who, who offers coaching and mindset coaching and leadership coaching mm -hmm. in that world, how do you go about changing that mindset? So first, I cannot change anyone's mindset if they don't want it. Right. So that's one requirement. People and uh, uh, leaders, executives, they really need to want to do this. Um, there are lots of tools that we use to change our mindset. As you said, there are two parts of our mind. We have conscious and sub subconscious. Subconscious is much bigger part because that's that's um, that's the it, we call it also emotional mind. Mm -hmm. um, all the habits are stored there. It's like a multitude of habits. Like when you think about it, when you wake up in the morning, yeah. you do the same thing right. over and over and over again. You will go to the same restaurants all the time. You uh, respond or react uh, to situations the same way uh, you comb your hair the same way right. so, so this is all stored in our subconscious mind as our subconscious mind is basically it's driving us this mm -hmm. is our programming and how how it is um, program how we are programmed when we were little kids babies um, everything what was surrounding us uh, our parents whatever telling us the, the society the culture everything is stored there because when we were little babies we didn't have conscious mind mm -hmm. and subconscious was wide open. So it's like a, like a dirt, whatever you plant in it, whatever seed you plant in it, it will grow. Mm -hmm. So you've been given a script, all of us, we've been given a script from our parents, our cultures, and we've been carrying, most of the people been carrying these scripts or all our lives, right. like some of them till they die, right? They don't realize, but there are patterns that, that you, you repeat all the time. So with your conscious mind, you protect, that uh, information to go into subconscious, but um, you ch you asked me very uh, I would say deep question. <laughs> We're getting deep here, Millie. You thought this was going to be cookie cutter. You came to the wrong spot. Yeah, this, this is a very deep question. Like I even tell you all my coaching well, program. About the right, uh, and because it wasn't always the case for me. Like you know, like I mean, everybody I think has to go through a stage in life. Even yourself. Like you That's know, right. there's there is a, right. there is a point in life where you want to make that change to. Mm -hmm 
you know, become again, it's like right around when I saw the secret, I realized my potential and like the things that I could do. And again, you know it because it's in your subconscious, like you have it, but you don't necessarily know how to bring it to the conscious mind and make it um, apparent in your everyday life. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, so yeah, how do we, how does that switch get made? And and you're right Mm -hmm. first by saying that you have to want to make it happen. You can't take somebody who's severely depressed and, you know, just say, you know, mm-hmm. hey, come with me, like, I'll help get you out. Like, no, no there has to be, it's a two-way street. Be. Yeah, right. exactly. So so that's but what I'm interested in, is when they do make that choice, mm-hmm. you know, what are some of the things? Is it like, uh, you know, writing out their their goals and their, their um, ambitions and things like that? Or, you know, what other practices can be instilled in order to uh, gradually make that shift? Because that's the other part about it. It doesn't, doesn't happen overnight. No, it doesn't. Exactly. It's, it is a process. But first thing that has to happen, as I mentioned, is decision. Right. Right. You, you got to want. And then s- usually what happens with people or with like leaders, anybody, um, they change this programming uh, in two situations. One is when it's emotional impact. For instance, something, but it's always ba- bad uh, situation. When something bad happens, somebody dies in your family, or right. or September 11 was, or even Corona right. was emotional impact for so many people, and then decide, oh, you know, I'm, I need to change something. I cannot live this way anymore. Right? That that's a, that's kind of, I would say, big motivator, unfortunately. And then a second way how you can change p- this programming, or we call it paradigm, is through um, repetition. Uh, and also through coaching as well. So you need somebody to keep you accountable. Um, and what do we do? As you said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a story of my client, right? So um, my client, one of my clients, came um, to me maybe seven, eight months ago, and uh, he wanted to leave his nine to five job. He wanted to open his own company and he wanted to buy an apartment because he lived with his mother-in-law and two kids, small kids. So, you know, but he never believed that he can do this. He never believed, he never had, as you said, he lived in fear, right? And the way how he grew up, and even though he said he's very positive, optimistic man, but he's surrounded with negative community and pessimism, not that much negative but pessimistic community right so when you like when you're a little flower nice there and like all videos around you you cannot really express right. yourself right um so we st- and and in a matter of fact he also had a business coach because he kind of started working on his own business he wanted to open a business and um when we started working together he, he was astonished and why and he even changed transformed his life in five weeks in five weeks only because he was so ready to, he was very coachable. Um, so what he, we did first, we clarified what is that that you really, really want? Right, what do you want Exactly. What do you want on your personal level? What do you want on your professional level? And then we set that goal, but we, we um, it's, it's, a, it's a process of um, getting clear and specified, right. specific on, on writing journal, writing your story, Making your own movie, becoming director of your own movie, creating, right. right? Creating your life. So he started journaling, writing down in details what he wants. As I told you about that, uh, how I got my uh, job in tech industry, right? right? Uh, every single paper, every single day. Um, and then also while, while he was doing that, so this is a coaching process, right? So he was changing beliefs. 
beliefs that be, that that been installed in him for for years. So he started changing these beliefs while while he was because repetition. Every day when you write, writing um, causes you to think. When you think and when you repeat this every single day, you start thinking that it's possible. Why? Because your subconscious mind doesn't know if something already happened or has to happen. Accept it as a truth. So you can plant in that dirt, right? Think about your subconscious like a dirt. Right. You can plant a uh, weed, you can plant um, a flower, a flower a tree. or tree, anything, whatever you plant will grow. So your thoughts are seeds, right? So he was planting the seeds for his new, new future, right? So how days were going, so the most important thing is to not give up. Because you don't plant the seed and then you go back and like you want to dig it out, right? right? It takes it takes a lot of time for a tree to grow and it takes a, you know a different amount of time for a flower to grow. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So he started changing beliefs and then habits, but these are all um, pro it's a coaching process that mm -hmm. that I took him through. Um, changing habits. Okay, what is me as so that new person? You know. What I would be, would be doing today? What is one thing or one action step? What is one habit that I need to develop to start becoming that person? Okay, I need to, what I need to do right now, I need to have my LLC. Okay, LLC. I mm -hmm. need to find clients. Okay, mm -hmm. contacting clients. So it, you know, it, it, alls, it all comes into... Um, Fruition? Fru like? No, I, I saw you want to ask me something. No, go ahead, <laughs> keep going. No, but but it all comes about your mindset, right? Like, like um, also attitude, changing your attitude. What is the attitude? Your thoughts, your feelings, and then actions. Right, and I was just gonna say what I think so many people get trapped in is thinking that the mountain is so hard to climb. That's and, right. And while you know it can be a, a, a you know hard climb. You just got to take it one step at a time, though, you know, mm -hmm. and that's why writing everything out mm -hmm. and, and creating those habits, mm -hmm. like starting your own business, for example. That's right. I think people often think starting a business is this like profound and like just extremely difficult thing. When in reality, it's, it's not. not at all. It's an no. incredibly easy thing, especially in America. It's one of the things America really does have going for it. It's probably easier to start a business in America than anywhere else in the world. Um <laughs> And that's, you know, do it while you can because it's probably going to be made harder. Um, so I, I think it's, uh, you know, I think that's an important thing, again, through coaching um, that you can help people with because it is. And people get so caught up in their own mind. Again, this, the neg negative perception and imagination that they get carried away with. Well, okay, if I do this. And again, obviously there's a monetary value to all of this getting done but it just needs to be planned be like okay so if you can't do this right now what do we need to do in order to get there yeah that is true you know and, and again as long as you have a plan in place what i wanted to talk to you about too is writing do you know the artist way have you ever heard of that artist who are the artist way it's a book the artist way yeah have you ever heard of that oh um no. it's a book it was just brought to me and um Basically, what Is they the author? I'm not sure. Uh, I could look it up. Mm. Um, but uh, it was just brought to me. I was at my cousin's wedding talking to mm. my family about it. And, like, my whole family had done it besides me. Um, but essentially, what it is is you write for three months straight 
um, every morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, right when you, or excuse me, you write three pages every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's supposed to unleash your creative mm-hmm. um, like mind mm-hmm. in far more ways. So that's why, you know, I'm, I'm going to read it. I'm reading Atomic Habits right now. Have you read that book? No, I haven't. Very good. Um, but uh, it's um, it's fascinating to think about the concept of writing. Uh, it's by Julia Cameron, The Artist Way. Mm-hmm. Um, the concept of writing and how it does unleash something inside you because what it does in my mind is it gets your both conscious and subconscious thoughts onto the physical plane so it exists right it's out there and you see it and you read it and write it and then it lives it's it's been given life but when you write it every day it makes you as i said writing causes you to think right and you want to think right so when you are thinking you're already there you're already in that new life, right? And by repetition, you're planting that seed over and over again into your subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind take it as a truth in like you would not even realize when exactly. Right. But it, it will happen and it will switch your thinking and your beliefs. Correct. Because yeah. you and can you train the subconscious mind. You can train, of right. course. Yeah. The, By creating that's new what habits. We do. Right. Yeah, crea- right. yeah, creating new habits, as I said, uh, not only habits, but also new beliefs, installing right. new beliefs and, and et cetera, right? Creating your new self-image and changing that, shifting that self-image a little bit. Um, but it's very, very powerful. You know, uh, Van Gogh said, I first dream my painting, painting and then I paint my dream. Right. So when you write a journal of your new life, right every single day you add more details right every day like like painters they every day they add a little bit you know red here a little bit blue there so that's how you're doing oh maybe you know you want to uh double the revenue and and do something else with the with the whatever that that income is profit right so there your mind is working right you're getting more and more ideas when you're writing down, when right. you're journaling every day, and I wanted and you're to believing it, you start believing exactly. It. Well, you because you see the you 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 see uh, the results. You exactly. know, you start to get the results of what you're but looking for, but small. But it's it just all it does is yeah. it reaffirms yourself and your subconscious. But it's also you're acting on it, right. up on it, right? right? You're taking steps, so not, you know. So what what Steve Jobs said, like you cannot connect the dots looking forward. You're connecting dots looking backwards, right? So you always want to know where is that destination in order for you to set um, a goal, b goal, and then get to that c goal. Exactly. And um, as far as your own story, though, because you mentioned you did this as well. So you were at a stage of life, and this might have been before you went to the seminar, but you had made a decision yourself that you wanted to see some change. And, you know, you wanted to start... uh, living your life in a way that you thought was more conjunctive to your happiness. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you tell me more about that? Because I think it's important uh, for, for listeners and you know potential clients to understand that you went through the same journey on your own. So you were at a position yeah. and then you made changes in, in your own life. And you know what exactly did you experience and realize that you wanted out of life? Yeah, so... Ca- before saying that, I just want to, <laughs> before answering your question, I just want to say, 
um, what I love about America. It's a there. There are some similarities between Serbia and America, but also um, very big differences too, cultural differences. So what I love about America that Serbia doesn't have is that um, everything is possible here. Like it, this is, <laughs> I would say, American dream, right? It 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 is a true um, if you believe it. It is right, a true exactly. Like in my country. Um, I would say people are scared to dream. They don't dream, you know, or, or they dream, but they don't ever take action on it, right? So um, when I moved here in America, I didn't have a huge, big dreams, you know, but how I started working on myself and uh, and realizing um, how everything is possible, just if you if you know how to create it and and how to think think and how to behave and attitude, what what attitude you have everything is really possible. So what happened to me was that more than four and a half years I worked for, as I mentioned, interior design firm, and I burned out. I've been working all the time, like from right. 7 a.m., hustling, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you got to understand, like, I am uh, I came on my own. I don't have any family or support. Like, you got to work. I mean, right. you too. That doesn't matter. Like, everyone who wants to succeed, right? And four years and a half of that, I saw the ceiling. I found myself, okay, I'm not growing. I'm not, you know, um, I was reporting to the CEO directly and th- there, is n- there was no growth for me. There were no next steps. Uh, inst- maybe being a partner, but he never wanted, like, you know, give this to give these positions. So um, I heard my intuition, like, there is, you know, m- much more meaningful way that you can help more people, not only one person. And I was thinking, okay, so what that could be, how I can help people. And I was a uh, business development uh, director. And, um, you know, when you're in this position, you're already helping people. But I was asking myself, okay, what that could be. (laughs) Uh, So I literally Googled how to find a purpose in life because life is more meaningful. I want to, you know, be really fulfilled and and live my, my purpose. And I ran into Bob Proctor um, website, and that's how I found him. And um, as I said, first I I, uh, I was streaming a live seminar uh, seminar that he did in LA, but then I was streaming it in New York. And then after that, I went live uh, to see him live in in LA. And um, I decided right there and then. I'm going to do this. My my passion is to help people become aware, to be awakened. Because many people go through life... They're zombies. Like z- exactly, zombies. And looking you look in life, you know, like a through keyhole um, on the door. Right. That's how they live their life. They don't open all door and say, oh, so many opportunities. There are so many things to do. You know, that's so... so um, and I took certification training there, but then uh, you and I spoke a little bit about it. How I did it, I created another position for myself, basically. Uh, I hired a coach uh, right there and then <laughs> at the seminar, and he helped me uh, create what I wanted. So I needed to pay for that certification training. How I'm going to do it? Double my salary. How I'm going to double my salary? Okay, what do I want? <laughs> right. So I, I wanted to switch into technology industry, and uh, uh, I wrote down who are the people that I want to work for, how many days of vacation I want to have. Uh, I want to work remotely, okay. At the same time, I also want to open my own company. And that's, I, that's how it happened. I got that new role like less than a, 
less than two months. Man, in a month and a half, you, I mean, you won't believe it, but really, it happens. You right. can really create w- whatever you want. Right. Yeah. Um, and how long did it take for that entire, uh, you know, goal setting to come to fruition? Like, you know, as far as changing jobs, getting your own business, everything you kind of wrote down, you know, how long did, did it take you to f- for you to see it all, uh, you know, happen? It's still happening. Right. It's yeah, still happening. Most of it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I changed jobs. I um, finished certification training. Double your all revenue. Double right. the revenue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I opened my own company. I started working. How long did that take? It's what? From the time where you write stuff down, you were at the, you, got your, well, you, you were at the seminar. From there, how long did it take you to open your own business? So I got a job less than two months and I opened my business in six months. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. See, you know, with you with, with some focus and, uh, you know, a little coaching too, and that's important too. That's very important part, yeah. So I want to – I'm actually going to tell my story first because a similar thing happened, um, and then I have a question to ask. When I was like 25, I had been in the city for three years, mm-hmm. similar to you. It was this first job I got down here. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten burnt out. And not only that I'd gotten burnt out, I had just gotten so far away from like myself. Like I mm-hmm. was just I got caught up in the in the life, you know, and like mm-hmm. I was um just uh, I was like out of control. So I ended up having like a mental breakdown, like really lost it. Um and it ended up being good for me, but like it was bad at the time. And um you know, after that, I realized, like, I had to break this whole thing down, this person I had become, and start building it back up. So this happened in June of 2000, and uh, had to be like 2015, 16 maybe, somewhere around then, 2015. But um, I realized, I was like, I got to start making changes, like, I got to mm-hmm. get things right. And you see emotional impact. Right. That's Ex- what you have. Right. Correct. <laughs> Correct. I had like emotional decided, impact. You right. decided to change something. Right. right. So, um, so I started to envision things and, you know, I was like, you know, I'd really like to travel. Like I've never traveled. I've only growing up, I came from a very middle-class family. Like the furthest we ever went was Florida. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I wanted to see the world and stuff like that. And, you know, I realized I liked my job. Like I liked being in the moving industry because I like to help people. But like I also wanted to try something new. And that's when I was, we were talking about on the way here. Like I got my real estate license and I got into commercial real estate for a little while. But I realized, you know, that wasn't for me. Like it was too corporate. It was too um, just like diligent. And that's how you get into, you become a zombie. You know, you fall into the trap and like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. And I realized I was like, that's not for me yet. And um, I was on Indeed.com looking for jobs. And I had typed in moving, office moving, something like that. And a job popped up, office move coordinator at Indeed.com. And at the time, I know. And at the time, I thought it was like a template as far as like what a job looks like on Indeed. Like they put it up there for you to understand it. Like I was confused. I was like, wait, this is a job at Indeed on Indeed. So um, I applied and I was a perfect fit. And at the time I wasn't making income because I took this job in commercial real estate and the guy didn't want to pay me. He's like, you know, we got to see how you can do. Um, So I wasn't making income for like three months. 
and I was pressing indeed to hire me. So I was like, listen, so like I can get the job, like after the first interview, I was like, how soon can I start? Like, well, it's going to take a little time, but I was like, okay, whatever. And then through that job though, I traveled the world. I refined my skills. I I started my own business while I was there. Um, I really opened my eyes because we talked about this too. When you travel and you are outside of your comfort zone, Mm -hmm. alone no less, you start to experience the human experience in such a different way because you're like an onlooker in in these foreign countries and you have to um, assimilate to the culture and the people there and, you know, you can't be popping off because, you know, they'll, they'll shun you. And um, it's fascinating to be that person and, like, you know, having to assimilate and be understanding. You know, you have to make yourself incredibly vulnerable through That's all right. that. And, you know, through that span, I was at indeed three years, two and a half years, somewhere around there. But through that span, I mean, the amount of growth that I had mm-hmm. and was able, it, it, again, I broke it all down. And the amount of growth that came from but that. But you see, if you didn't take, uh, sorry for interruption, but if you see, if you didn't take that change right right you would not grow right right? you didn't stay in a comfort zone and just stay there forever exactly right very easily could have and then and then i know also like after indeed you did a different job too. right i was at we work right which was cool yeah so you see so how did that make you grow we work was more of a challenge growth you see indeed was um indeed was a great job i mean great people like some of my best friends there um and it wasn't challenging though at all. It was like a very easy job for me. Mm-hmm. And it was sweet too, cause I looked like an all-star constantly because like moving stinks, right? And like, who knows anything about moving? Mm-hmm. Luckily I do. So I would do these jobs and it was it was easy for me. It was an easy job. I knew WeWork was gonna present more of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And the whole WeWork concept at the time was like very cool. Like it's like, oh, this fast growing tech company, like mm-hmm. Adam Newman, this big figure, yeah. like, you know, you can go be a part of all that. I knew it was always temporary because I, again, I had my business and, you know, having my own business and working in sales and on this side of things is where I always knew I was going to be. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what, that'll be a cool part of the journey and it'll be a new challenge. And it was chaos. It really tested my mental. Um, it was just so, and no offense to like, we work at all. Like I enjoyed my job. The people there were great. Again, like worked with really talented people, but it was just so chaotic because of, predominantly Adam Newman and his growth plans. Like mm-hmm. it was just go, 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 go. Very hectic. And like, yeah. yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And like solve the problems after, but just figure it out, you know, while you're going. No way. Yeah. <laughs> so it was no way to work. And, um, you know, but it was cool though. And it taught me a lot as far as, uh, well, I learned about all facets of like real estate construction. So like, especially in my position, like not a lot of people know about construction well or IT well or design well. Mm-hmm architecture, mm-hmm. I can read plans, you know, like I can, um, I can do a lot and especially on site, like I can, uh, troubleshoot very quickly because of WeWork. Um, I would walk into sites and it would be a full on construction zone and we'd be opening in like seven days. Um, so I became very good at like troubleshooting and getting things done quickly and, and figuring it out. That's again, training and you got into habit. Into, right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Was your new norm. Exactly. Well, going from one job to another and more importantly i don't get overwhelmed like Mm -hmm. nothing is like too much for me like i don't get 
You stay aligned. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't get crazy. Like, my adrenaline doesn't rush. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just all in the day. So, like, I am very good at that. Um, and it's nice, too, because when I was young, that was not the case. Like, I was very sporadic and just, I was young. So, like, I didn't really know what I was doing. Like, now I'm very even keeled. And, and when problems arise, which I'm lucky they rarely do anymore, um, I can handle it. And, you know, mm -hmm. I just figure it out and get it done and, and, and do what's necessary. So we've been going for about 40 minutes now, and that's typically how long these podcasts last. But we've been having a great conversation, and I think our listeners are, are going to really enjoy it. So um, to our listeners, uh, <laughs> this was part one of our conversation. Please tune in next time for part two of our conversation with Millie Ristic to dis discuss more about uh, leadership training and mindset training. And we'll, we'll see you next time.